0: Welcome to Mark My Words, a podcast that not only aims to inspire and teach the listener about entrepreneurship, it also aims to give my guests an opportunity to talk about their unique journey in entrepreneurship and life. So join me and my guests as we meet at the crossroads on Mark My Words. Today on Mark My Words, I have a guest who is very inspirational, very positive, and their life today revolves around teaching that positivity and impacting others' lives in a positive way, and I'm going to actually take something from their LinkedIn profile. They help people find well-being. Fulfillment and success, and live joy-filled lives as a personal and professional coach at Quintessential Coaching. She is a life coach. She is an author, and she is Kathleen Quinton here on Mark My Words. How are you doing today, Kathleen?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I'm I'm honored to be with you. I really enjoy your podcast and and what you're doing for people by sharing these um everyone's stories. It's really it's empowering.
0: Well, I really appreciate the kind words. And I know you called me earlier, they were also honest words, but they are also very kind words. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking time out of your day to be here. And I'm very excited to learn more about how you empower people and how you teach well-being because I think today it's so important to find balance and to find a good well-being. And for me, even though I feel like I've found a lot of it, it's still an ongoing process. It's kind of like something you're always working on. So I'm really excited to get into some of that. But before we talk about that, as is the tradition with this show, I always like to talk to people about their path and what they might have wanted to do when they were growing up And for a lot of us, what we envision ourselves doing in adulthood doesn't really quite work out that way. Although for me, it was a little bit of a bumpy road, but I wound up getting there and still getting there with some of my dreams and passions. But I really want to start out and ask what you're doing today, is that something that you visualize doing when you were growing up? What do, What were you dreaming about?
1: When I was a little girl, it, it's funny that you ask and you have me start way back then and kind of create a timeline because a lot of things, I, I'm a mature woman now. I've you know lived quite a, a few decades and and I've, I've had a couple chapters and I, I feel like I'm my second chapter or third chapter as we speak. And now I look back and I ask myself, or I see things that I, that it took a, almost a lifetime to understand. When I was a little girl, I was raised by two parents that had they they stayed together. I had parents, you know, um, all through my childhood. And my father and mother grew up in the depression. So in our home, we understood what the depression meant to them. There were many, many stories. My father also fought in World War II. He was on both sides of the campaign, um, which is unusual. And he had PTSD course back in the day it was called shell shock. So I, I just have a, you know, when someone has PTSD or anxiety or um, that kind of internal wounding, it it transfers to family members, and it 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 becomes part of the energy that you grow up in. So my parents tried very hard to do the right thing all the time, but there was a lot of um, sadness that they had they had they internalized and and fears because of course you know the, growing up in the depression and World War II, th- those were traumatic. Instances. So my family, there was four children in the family, we grew up understanding all of that. We really did grow up um, fearful that people weren't eating. A meal at my home would be if I didn't finish something, there was a starving child that went without. And you know there was a whole lot of guilt to that and a whole lot of learning. And I, I realized, looking back on my life now, that I always wanted to empower people to feel better and to be all they can be. But we don't have that, those words when we're young, correct? We, we don't even know. I didn't have the dreams that my friends had of being even a nurse or a teacher or a ballerina or, um, a, you know, a, a movie star or a doctor. Those didn't come to me when I was a child. I was just dreaming that things would be okay and that people would feel Okay. And I had um, I had little leadership qualities that I didn't realize whatsoever when I was a child. Um, and now, as you know, a life coach, I believe that we have we all have them, and we are we have these um, little nuggets of belief inside us to reach for more, and but fear can hold us back. So that was the beginning. I I was growing. I wanted to get through childhood. I wanted my siblings to be okay. I wanted my parents to be okay. And I wanted to accomplish what they wanted me to do. Fast forward. I I became a very young mother. And I had three children that I absolutely adore. I'm married to my husband and we were very young parents. And we, I would say, in all honesty, like many others, perhaps this is universal, we went into survival mode. We have to work hard. We have to save hard. We have these mouths to feed. We have these children to clothe. We, I mean, I wasn't thinking necessarily all the time about their emotional needs. I was thinking about their physical needs, right? Again, a little fear based growing up, hearing about the, the depression, hearing about World War II, and um, that was deeply ingrained in us. So, so the survival mode, we, we all, we, I, I felt, I was just um, in this little vortex of getting everything done. And during that time, um, I was a coach, Again, didn't even think about being a coach. I just organically went into coaching. Um, ch- one of my children's teams or a couple teams, and I was always a mother and, and in, I was also working. So I would work a flexible schedule so I could be there for my children and, and be um, party to these things. And they, you know, my objective, our objective was that everyone be healthy and um, do well. Fast forward, there was always a piece in me that was compelled to do more, do more, do more. And I would hamper it down. I would, you know, hit a wall somehow with it. And the wall was always fear. Am I good enough? Who am I to think I can do it? And why me? And then, of course, eventually, as you grow, and you were talking about how you're still growing and how you're still evolving, well, thank goodness, because that's what we all want to do. I'm still growing. I'm still evolving. And I study that this is my passion. I study how to empower others, how to empower myself. So it, I went into, I worked for a historic site, which I loved. Um, I climbed up the ranks and finally I was um, the, the, uh, the front desk manager, and then I became the director of sales, and then I became the director of development, all of those things I loved. And the reason why I think sales was a big part of my life um, on and off, even when I was a teenager, I was um, in sales because I was very comfortable speaking with people, but I only sold something that meant something to me and that I believed in. And I think people can feel that. So that area worked out quite well for me, and then when I went into development, which is fundraising for those that I didn't always know what development was. So when I became the director of development, I was very passionate about taking care of this historic site because history was important, and um, it you know it it was something that was very educational, and I thought could impact people. And I and we want those wonderful organizations and foundations to continue in our country, right? And then long story short, I parted with that position and that job that I had been in truly my whole adult life. And I had some friends. I was in a leadership group, a leadership academy that I was part of. And I started doing board work, which was very interesting. And um, I would say from there, I had a couple job offers and I didn't take them. And a couple of them were quite good in my area of expertise at the time, development and fundraising for nonprofits, and I didn't know why. And that was the beginning of my new chapter, not knowing why I didn't take a job right then and why I felt the need to become still and quiet and really consider my next chapter.
0: You said a lot of really interesting things there. I'm going to try to best of my ability to go back and retrace but one thing the like big impression that I got is just how much your upbringing and personal experiences have influenced not only your life and your values but just who and what you have become and that to me is like really inspiring to just see how closely your personal experiences, your upbringing, your parents uh, ups and downs, like just how much that has formed your values and how much you're trying to pass that on to current and future generations, I think is really awesome. And I really like what you talked about as far as leadership where you talk about how as you grew up you discovered like you always kind of felt that there was a little bit of a leader in you and it took for you to keep living and evolving and having those experiences to have it click and figure everything out and I know that that same thing happened for me but I think the, uh, the thing that's kind of like different or the opposite of your experience is that I was not really even being given much of a chance to be a leader and I just felt it inside of me I all through my life I'm just like I just feel compelled kind of like me doing this podcast and me taking all the steps I've taken in my life, like, I'm just going with what I feel. And in my mind, it's like, okay, even though I'm not getting the impression that people see me as a leader, or somebody who can stand out, I feel like there is somehow some way for me to find that, and to find my place. And that is kind of where I think we're different, where I think you might have been at least getting a little more positive reinforcement as, you know, as well as, like, just the gut feeling, whereas I'm just, like, for some crazy reason, I was crazy enough to, like, just keep believing in myself despite the negativity and just keep fighting through it, so... That is a really interesting parallel and difference that both of us have. And you said some like, you said like a lot of really good things there. So, hopefully, that some of that will come back to me over the course of time. You went through kind of your history really nice. I know you said you had a few job offers and then you decided to transition to where and what you're doing now, what exactly was like the fork in the road for you? Was it just, you know what, I want to do this. I want to be more entrepreneurial. I want to have more control. I got to believe that a lot of what was in your heart and your gut about wanting to take on leadership was a part of it. And I'll let you explain a little bit more exactly how that came about.
1: You just said so many wonderful things yourself, Mark. And I commend you for your feeling the the leader inside you, because I do believe the leaders inside all of us. I, as a child, don't know what made me feel as though I could lead in some areas. I think it came from a protective instinct in me that and if i saw someone else not stepping up or or protecting or leading i felt like that gave me permission to do it again that little pull inside the compelled to to do what you felt was right in the moment i didn't always know what i was doing and i didn't always have smooth sailing and there were many bumps in the road but that is the feeling that i had inside and that is the feeling that i've Find most of my clients have inside. We all want to grow. We all want to contribute. We have six human needs, and they are certainty, to feel safe and free from pain, which we can, if we cling on to that too tightly, that becomes our comfort zone, right? And we might get stagnant in that place, but it's you want to feel certain and safe. And then there's a variety because, you know, the universe is, has a big, A lot of humor, it's ironic that you wanna be safe, but at the same time you want variety for excitement and to to grow and feel jazzed, right? And then we have um, significant, we all, all of us, every human being walking, it's universal, we need to feel significant. Then there's love and connection. Those are the needs of the personality, those four top ones. And then there's growth, which you continue to do and I continue to do and you spoke about and there's contribution. I think when I reached the fork in the road, I was at the point where I had been in a comfort zone for a very long time. I was holding on to certainty for a very long time. Remember, I used all my energy in survival mode to get my kid, kids okay, get them to through college, and get them to do, to adulthood okay. And then I'm continuing working and I'm trying to do this for an organization, keep an org, organization okay. And then as I pulled away from that, I, I could stop. I could put the brakes on. And then I started thinking consciously. I wasn't in survival mode anymore. And, this, and the comfort zone I had built around myself was becoming stifling. I wanted more. There was more in me. And it was getting it was getting painful to stay in the cocoon and not expand my horizons. So that's when I looked for more variety but at the same time, I started developing an understanding of my purpose. And I started to de- developing an understanding, which I never allowed myself to do as a young, young woman or a young girl, that I could contribute and I had something to contribute and I might have superpowers, right? You know, I, when, when I was raised, when we had strengths in certain areas, they really weren't discussed. You didn't really focus on them, not in, not in the way I was raised. What we would focus on is our weaknesses, you know, in school, even society, when you're in school, a lot of times, what are they focusing on? You're not doing great. In my case, maybe a math or science. So um, that would be the focus. It wouldn't be, well, but she's a leader or she isn't afraid to lead or um, she's, you know, great in uh, acting or art or whatever else it can be because we all have so many pieces to us. So as when I reached the fork in the road, I really said, now's the time to figure out do you have a purpose? Is this purpose that everyone's talking about mission life real and and how can I find mine as you as I know you've said in former podcasts that I've listened to because I really enjoy your podcast truthfully, you have said that um, some people know their purpose, you know, as from a young child. I have a daughter that's a teacher. She's a phenomenal teacher. Of course, I would think so. She's my daughter, but she really is. And she knew from day one, she wanted to be a teacher. And then I have, you know, I didn't have that. I had other situations in my life that didn't give me the stillness to think about what I wanted. I just reacted. So I had this quiet time to think, Mark, and I had a core strength that I looked back on and the core strength. And when I was really feeling the most fulfilled is when I was participating and contributing my gifts. And then I, then I did a, a tightening of my gifts, a, a real focus of my gifts and what I might be able to contribute to the world. And I always loved to coach and to help people get to the next step even steps I can't get to. I I've coached some extraordinarily successful people in areas of business and areas of, um, expertise that that's not in my wheelhouse. My kind of coaching is to have them believe that they can do it and they can expand upon the gifts that they have inside of them. And that is, that is this chapter. And now my writing, I've written some children's books and, um, I've written an adult self-help book and w- this week I will be publishing a, a confidence building teen journal and all of that stems from my not taking another job taking the pause and and consciously thinking of what I want my next chapter to be
0: That's really amazing your path now I kind of I there's a lot of similarities between your path and mine, only that I had a job for 10 years. I wound up leaving, they were restructuring. I took their package and instead of just turning people down, which I personally couldn't really afford to do that, but I wound up in a situation where I was formerly a manager at a very, I, I hate saying prestigious, but a well-known company. I, I don't want to use the P word and give my, you know, I start to feel a little bit snooty calling it prestigious, <laughs> but it's a very well-known brand, well-known company. I went from doing all of that to contracting and being more of a technician again and not really having like a home per se, as far as like a job. So when I got to that point in my life, I started doing a lot of the same kind of soul searching that you did and had to ask myself, what fulfills me? And for me, it started off as, oh, I don't want to really like be on camera or I don't think anybody would want to listen. So, there was a lot of imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. self doubt, which is what led me to being more behind the camera and behind the scenes in my profession rather than going for in front of the camera and doing things that I think if my life would have been different, I would have been a little more passionate about putting myself out there. So, I, it was a big uh, transformation and a big process, but I also had to do kind of the same thing. It's just, I, it took a long time to really search and dig around and come around to the point where I'm doing a podcast. And much to some of the points you made, I wanted the feedback that I've gotten through my whole life is that people would tell me, boy, you're really easy to talk to. I feel comfortable talking to you. And then you combine that with some of the awesome entrepreneurs that I've met over the course of time who encouraged me to make video content. Some were like, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And it all planted seeds in my mind to get to where I'm at now. So I really can relate to what you were talking about as far as like just kind of taking stock of your life, looking at like what you personally really want to do away from a brand or Mm -hmm. climbing a corporate ladder, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think some of us just get to a point where we're like, you know, I've been feeling these things my whole life. What can I do personally to go out there and put my message out in the world away from a brand? Like, how can I help people? How can I put my own message out there? How can I make my mark? And I'm guessing that that is, you're smiling and putting your hands up and you're like, I guess I hit that 100%. And the kids would say, get that emoticon
1: out. You're on point. On point. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, what I'd say to everything you just said, that is the definition of empowerment. That is the definition of where we all are striving to be, where we could own ourselves, plant our feet in the ground, know we belong here. And there's a reason why we belong here. We have something to offer. And we want to, you know we want to help our, that's one of the reasons why I did the teen journal. I wasn't um, writing for teens at all, but in the last couple of years, I've just had a pull in that direction. And I feel as though the younger we can start thinking consciously and have a, a different dialogue with our children, finding clarity, setting goals, how to accomplish goals, and what kind of goals that, are, that feel good to them and why they want to set those particular goals and kind of being grounded again, owning yourself, owning your body in this world and knowing you belong here and having children understand that they're here. You know, they're they're very important. They're good enough already. They are phenomenal now. OK, what are you going to do with it?
0: Right. right? Yeah. And I know for me it would have really benefited me a lot to have somebody in my life who would have said, hey, you know, you are good enough. You have these qualities here. You know, stop doubting yourself. Stop letting that imposter into your mind. And I think we need a lot more of that because I think I know personally, if I had a little bit more of that, it wouldn't have taken me so long to get to this point. I know you can't change the past, and I think everything happens in the time and place that is supposed to happen, but I think something can be said for having somebody there that can give you, you know, like turn on the switch in your mind to where it's like, okay, I I can be more than I think I can be. And I think not only would obviously have impacted my life, it would impact so many other lives. Mm -hmm. And when I just think back, I know teachers get a great rep and they deserve all that. But I had a path where, I think just because of me having cleft lip and palate and especially the era that I grew up in, we're talking 30, 35 years ago that I was going through those very formative years. And I did have teachers who just kind of didn't know what to make of me, maybe wrote me off a little bit. I had one in my grade school career from like kindergarten to fifth, sixth grade that like really I felt was what a teacher should be. And, you know, they wound up promoting me in the reading group, uh, peers and all that stuff. And was just very behind me. Like they got what I was about and they saw kind of through, like the exterior a little bit and we need more i'm even gonna shout her out we need more mrs Banglers out there
1: nice nice
0: and i think about this teacher a lot like man i wonder what they would think if they knew where i was what i was doing and how i see them and their impact and i mean we need more people like that not only for people like me and the type type of kid i was but we need more for just people that are externally looking good and doing well because they may have baggage too
1: they do they do i mean i've coached all different levels and all um from all walks of life and everyone mark everyone has a challenge everyone has this insecurity and when they don't and, and if they don't, or if they haven't, I would wonder about it, right? Um, I think it's wonderful that you gave a shout out to your teacher. And I have to say, because I feel really passionate about this point, it only takes one person to believe in you, to help you believe in yourself. And I think we all deserve that, right? And I think what we're doing, you're doing it your way, I'm doing it my way, we're contributing the ways we know how to do today is even the, the biggest troublemakers in a school, they interest me. And the reason why they interest me is because they have a lot of energy. They have a lot of passion and they may have a lot of anger and misdirection and that energy and that passion, if it were to be redirected and patterns be broken up and people to be believed in. That you can go another path. You this might be a fork in your road to a young teenager. There's a lot. Um, there's a lot that can be changed, and and I think that we want to do that. And you're right. Back then, we didn't have the opportunities that we have now, so we don't want to waste the opportunities we have now. We want to use our voice and contribute.
0: Absolutely, and I think one of the things that fulfills me so much about doing this show is. I may not have a show revolving around interviewing people that have had the same exact struggles and obstacles and all of that. But what I am doing is just by being me and just by doing what I'm doing and hopefully in the future, one of the things I'm hoping for is to get the opportunity to speak to you know, kids of all different walks of life, ages, like I really want to make that kind of impact because look, I've overcome a lot of like mental obstacles and I've came from an area of my state of this country that I consider um, not exactly like the most open-minded and not Mm -hmm. always the most supportive and i kind of like overcame a lot of that stayed on my own course believed in myself took some of the belief and encouragement i did get from folks along the way and i wound up creating a really nice life and i just know that even if i don't ever get to like speak on that level and it's just me doing the podcast, I know that I can reach people and impact them. And it's something I've always wanted to do. Because even when I was like 18, 20, 22 years old, before I had even done half of the things that I've done since, I knew back then that I had gotten somewhere and was doing something with my life I hadn't gotten near to where I am now but I knew just by believing in myself standing on my own two feet and continuing to forge forward I knew that there was something within for me to teach and hopefully empower somebody and that's the kind of thing that drives me in addition to just meeting people like you and having these awesome conversations I mean that's something that's very close and personal to me and it really drives me to mm-hmm. do what I want to do
1: I feel the exact same way mark you you are saying so many wonderful things and it it what you just said and what we were what I was just listening to I it made me think about our negative self-talk and how our negative self-talk can really literally stop us in our tracks, correct? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Yeah, I tell stories and I, I think I've written about where I can be driving down the street and I'll get this idea for a book or a children's book or something will come to me. And then there's that little voice that says, who do you think you are? Who are you to write that book? Who are you to do this? And now as a trained coach and with all the life experience and being at my age, now I just take that thing and go, who am I not to? And I just flick that thought away and I stand grounded and I do what I want to do. I I have things, as long as I have my core beliefs and I have values that I follow, do no harm and try to make things better. And um, that is, so what I'm impressed about is that at 18 and 19, you were already pushing your negative self-talk away. You may not have had the conscious thoughts about it, but you were doing it. And then as we learn how to do it consciously and understand how every, I always say to my clients, many times, when you go to step out of your comfort zone and you're not feeling good about yourself, there is a negative self-talk at play. Something's coming to you. Let's get quiet and figure out what that something is. And let's flick it away because the truth of it is you are good enough to do what you want to do. That's the truth. If we start with that basic knowledge, you want to speak to, you want to expand your speaking to help teenagers overcome their challenges because you, you're a wonderful role model of having overcome challenges. I think you're on your, I, without a doubt, I think you're on your way. Well,
0: I appreciate that. And believe me, it took a lot of work to rid myself of a lot of that negative self-talk and I may even have some of that today but it's in probably a different way I mean it's always going to kind of be there but I definitely it, it took a lot of work a lot of like revelations and just growing older and kind of looking back and seeing things were the way they really are rather than how I'm perceiving it and how I'm feeling about who's doing what or what opinion somebody might have had. And it all, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what you think of yourself and what you want to do with the life that you have.
1: Correct. And, and with more clarity. Well, once we, we get clarity to understand and believe and buy into the fact that we're good enough already, right? And any, and then if we add our values to it, our core beliefs to it, like, okay, I don't want to do harm in life. I want to contribute. What can I contribute? How can I help? And if we move from that direction when our negative, we're going to get triggered to our negative self-talk because it's it's a lifetime pattern, right? And patterns are hard to break. But now I tell you, I have to share that many times when I'm triggered, Mark, I laugh at it. It's not like I laugh in the face of my destiny or anything dramatic. <laughs> it's if I get that thought, like, who do you think you are? I'm going, oh, there you are again. And I just push it away. It is, of course, I, I'm older. I've I had the lifetime experience to do that. I've also been trained to do that. But I have this... Um, trifecta, I'd call it, that I think is very powerful for people. I think the number one thing um, in my, well, actually the number number one thing I would do with people is do a strength assessment and have them talk about their strengths, list their strengths, acknowledge their strengths. And when I do that with many clients, sometimes they'll list three and I'll be with them for an hour. And I've already seen 10 it, 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 because they're not acknowledging them or, or aware that they have what kind of strengths they have. And they're telling me stories where they conquered this or conquered that. And I'm seeing the leader in them, the warrior in them, the hero in them, the, the intelligent person in them. So we do a little strength work, which anyone can do at home. They can write their strengths. They can ask their friends, what do you think my strengths are When they, if they get stuck? and um it's then they acknowledge them a little bit and not acknowledge their many successes look at all the successes you've had in your life did you celebrate them then no we don't usually so celebrate them now just consciously be aware that you were able to do that you built that you accomplished this and then so that's kind of a given with a coach work but also then i move on to clarity and getting really clear about what we want in life um and how we do that is understanding what we don't want in life. I don't want to I don't want to be a loser. I don't want to not accomplish. I don't want to um, die with this voice inside me. I leave this world with major regrets. What do you want instead? I want to um, accomplish my goals. I want to set clear, decisive, helpful goals. I want to contribute to my family and society. and I want to feel good about myself. And then you you put some action steps together. Well, what can you do? What three things can you do to put yourself in that direction? And then don't think about the negative anymore. Don't think about what you don't want because now you know what you want and that's all you focus on. The next step I work with people on is to be grounded, to own their body, their physiology and know that they belong here and to be able to ground themselves when they get nervous, when they're in a meeting or if their anxiety comes up to just kind of own themselves, It's you know, A practice we do. And then the third one is definitely getting a handle of the negative self-talk. And how do you do that? You recognize it. How do you recognize it? Well, when you start not feeling good about yourself, something's at play there, get, get clear about what's at play and, and flick it away, get strong on, um, you know, be very conscious and steadfast on sending that negativity away because it's hindering you and you don't want it to. You want to be able to live your life um, powerfully and and with integrity and with some joy.
0: So in addition to all of this, you talk a bit about helping people to actually find well-being, fulfillment, and to find the joy. And I know that you're alluding to that a lot within all of these points, but can you really like just break down how you help people to just find that peace and find the
1: well-being to just get over the hump? Well, those three pieces of empowerment, clarity about what they want, not focusing on what they don't want, because if they stay in a negative cycle, lower emotions, the longer you stay in lower emotions, um, the more apt you are to do something that's not necessarily helpful for you, because it gets painful saying, you know, a vortex of lower emotions, fear and hate and disgust and jealousy and I'm not good enough, all of this just circling around in your mind, you're gonna, it gets too painful and you'll explode and you'll do something. Some people explode out of negative, you know, lower level emotions and go get a master's degree. Someone else might shoot someone, someone else might, you know, uh, quit their job, you know, someone else might um, go to Paris. It's, It's just, but if you're thinking consciously, you're not apt to react negatively. And obviously, if you're in higher level emotions, closer to love, happiness, joy, um, positivity, your it helps your decision making. Yeah. And when you're talking, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. You're good. So when you're talking about finding the core. When I work with someone, I have found basic things happen, understanding their human needs, because now they know why they're doing what they're doing. If they have more of a tendency, if they're searching for certainty, if that's their focus, you know that you know that that's important to them to feel safe. If they're searching for significance to feel good about themselves, all of these things give gives us clues. Um, when I work with someone, I know that when I work with them to help empower them, that there's going to be a ripple effect to the six people that are closest to them in their lives. We, what we do have certainly has an effect on the people around us. So I, I stay very conscious when I work with people about how to, what they want in life and what, where they want to go. And I kind of support them, hold them on my shoulder till they get there, right? That's what a coach holds space for people. And when we're talking about finding the joy in life, when we're empowered, Mark, when we feel good about ourselves and know we belong and that we don't have to wear a facade, we can let our armor down a little bit because we are safe, because we own ourselves, right? We lighten up our energy lightens up and we see more joyful experiences and we reach for more joyful experiences. And we also think we deserve more and we deserve better and to be taken care of. And to, we, we want a nice, healthy, give and take with the universe. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. So how do you help people to break the cycles of negativity? Because it's, a very hard obstacle to get over. It's one thing to have a breakthrough and to have a revelation and say, okay, like this is negative, the way I'm thinking about myself, maybe the way I'm going about my life, maybe who I might have in my life that's affecting those negative cycles. How do you help people to break negative cycles?
1: It really starts with questioning your thoughts because your thoughts are just thoughts. We, we have taken our thoughts and somehow we've been trained to take our thoughts and we, we compact them into a truth. We think it's, we think a thought is the truth. I'm not good enough. That's just a thought. That's not the truth. That's just a thought that you're having. Let's question that thought and let's put some evidence behind that thought. And that's what I do with my clients. I put evidence behind their thoughts with them. I work with them. In all all the training I've had as a coach, one of the things that is taught to all coaches in reputable um, uh, schools is that you're not fixing your client. Your client doesn't need to be fixed. They have the answers within and that's the little nugget we have within us that compels us to go forward that's the truth of you and when you're working with someone there there and, and there's a sacred relationship going on with your coach it become the energy power becomes it, it's immense it's it's very powerful that's where breakthrough happens and how, I think one of the questions you're asking is, I think you understand how a breakthrough happens by questioning your thoughts and owning yourself and getting grounded. I think what you might be asking is, how do you stop yourself from being triggered back to where you were? Is that it?
0: That is another way of putting it, yes.
1: <laughs> the pattern of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so so basically, you just keep, it's a habit. You develop a habit of telling your negative self-talk to go away questioning your negative self-talk and being aware if you can get to the point that you know you're good enough and own that you're good enough then then you have a solid foundation to deal with the ground i call them gremlins all my negative self-talk in my books or what i write about i call the the little they're they just pick at you right they're always picking at you and when you get them away you have a clear field to move forward and Each time we have an accomplishment mark, if we acknowledge our accomplishment in a humble way to ourselves, we up-level our lives, right? And every time the gremlins come to us, each time we up-level our life by accomplishing a goal, you know, becoming more of an expert in an area, learning more, um, they'll come to us again. You know, if we had those deep-rooted patterns of who do you think you are, they'll come to us. But we're owning ourselves. We're a little bit stronger. Each level that we climb in life, we just get a little stronger and a little bit more sure of ourselves. And and truth matters. Our inner truth matters. And when when we feel it, we can deal with those patterns. That's when they start going away. It almost happens miraculously, sometimes overnight for some people, truly sometimes overnight. And for others, it's an organic organic um, uh, role that it flows out over a period of years, depending on how safe people also feel safe being in their negative patterns. Someone feels if their safety has depended on their negative patterns, because don't forget once upon a time, we develop these negative patterns to keep us safe. So we really have to, we just make some tweaks to those patterns in our self-belief and we we can do we can do wonderful things.
0: So I'm sensing a pattern with this show this season, and I feel so. This is the third episode I've recorded this week, and I think every guest has said the same thing. At the end of the day, it all comes back to you. You have the power to make the changes that you want to see in your life. And I feel like this is almost like the theme of this season because everybody that I've talked to or at least every other person I've talked to has said some variation of that. And somehow, some way, and maybe it was just because of the negative connotation going to a therapist had. When I was growing up, at least in my world and my house growing up and just uh, a lot of the other things that were thrown at me, I ultimately kind of self-taught myself to kind of like problem solve my own problems and try to seek out my own answers. And I'm probably one of the most resourceful people you will ever meet. Because 9 out of 10 times, if I'm up against something or I have a question or an obstacle or I have a problem, I will go out of my own way to figure it out. Like, I'm still learning to understand and appreciate what it means to have, like, a support system and people I can, like, bounce things off of. So... For me, I almost feel like, you know, I don't have all the answers and I don't have everything in my life solved and resolved and et cetera, et cetera. But I think one thing that I learned early on that has helped me is that I figured out that a lot of the answers that I had were already there within me and they have helped me to navigate my life. Now, I do think as I've gotten older and I've gotten to appreciate what it feels like to have a support system, I do believe in that and I think that's extremely important to have, but there comes a point where it just comes down to you. It doesn't matter what so-and-so said about you in fourth grade or what teacher... Said about you, or what, you know, if you have bad boss and what they put into your head, like it sucks that that happened, but to fix it or to at least learn to deal with it, even if learning to deal with it is calling a therapist or talking to a friend, like you, at the end
1: of the day, you have to figure out a way to deal. Right. I think you have, you have an inner strength that has been wonderful to you. And I think that you have, you've grown it and you've nurtured it. And I'm it's so happy to hear that you have that knowing about yourself. Not everyone does. I'm a, I'm a massive believer in having a support system around you being around like-minded people, finding like-minded people. If you have the interest in having meaningful conversations like this to find people that you can speak to about this, having a therapist, having a coach, creating a mastermind. Masterminds are fabulous. I first read about masterminds when I um, read uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And most people took out when they read that book, a lot of people are taking out of it, how to create wealth. What I took out of that after I read Think and Grow rich is the energy that's created by working with other people. The the positive energy that's created by working with other people and how that uplifts you and empowers you and helps you believe more and more in yourself. Obviously that's lifting you out of any kind of negativity, right? And self-doubt. So I am a huge proponent in being to have people help you to be So I wouldn't be able to write a book if I didn't have an editor or a formatter or, you know, some kind of feedback. Um, I wouldn't be able to coach if I didn't have fantastic coaching teachers and, and other coaches that we, you know, talk, you know, we converse back and forth and have our challenges or challenging clients and we can discuss situations together I believe in the power of um, the unity and the power of working with other people.
0: Oh yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I would not be doing anything. That we definitely would not be having this conversation. I would not have a mark my words podcast. I wouldn't be doing any of that if I didn't have the support system that I had on this journey and those who have encouraged me and even getting like the great feedback that I've gotten from my guests when they are preparing to come on this show and they're like, yeah, I really, I listened to your show. I really like it. Like just that little bit of support, it goes a long way. It's like, okay, I'm doing something right. And that's the kind of self-talk that I have to have with myself say hey these people are not only supporting me by being on the show to begin with they're showing their support by giving me all this feedback and it goes a long way and speaking of going a long way i don't want to take too much time out of your day or mine and i am going to take this conversation to asking you to just share a little bit. I know you have a few books out. I really wanna give you a chance to talk about that a little bit. And just talk about how people can find you on social media and how they can work with you.
1: Thank you. Well, my company's name is Quintessential Coaching. My last name is Quinton. So that's where the, the name came from. And my books are on Amazon, so they can be found there. Um, particularly, I have children's books, and they're on a friendly little bookmobile um, named Quint, who goes out in the community, gets out of his comfort zone, is the first book. But it, it's for young children. My um, self-help book or personal development book for adults is the title is Strength Becomes You. And it's doubt Um transfer your doubts to confidence and live your desired life. And that's on Amazon. And my teen journal coming out this week will be likewise named strength becomes you, but it will be teen journal. I'm proud of that, that, that book has the work of my um, clients in it as well and their stories and their, the processes uh, that we worked with It's a book that could, I believe, could be very helpful to coaches, new coaches, because they'll learn some processes to help their clients become, to find clarity and become more aware and also to feel stronger and own themselves. And those books can be found on Amazon. I have um, my my, um, website is quintessential-coaching.com. Anyone can look on my website and be in touch with me. My email is kathy at quintessential-coaching.com. And I would be happy to um, speak with any of your um, your listeners, Mark.
0: Well, Kathleen, I, first of all, I think that's extremely clever, your use of your last name. I, it didn't even occur to me. I'm just like, oh, quintessential coaching, that's cool. But it didn't even dawn on me until you said like, oh, that's so clever. I wanted like to mark cut your off words.
1: My, well, like mark your words. I, I love come, the name of your podcast.
0: I didn't come up with mark my words. so
1: that, I didn't come up with quintessential coaching. My brother-in-law said, you need to name it quintessential coaching. And I was well, like, okay, I love it. I love that word.
0: Well, at least your idea came from within your family. Mine was just <laughs> like a random twitter friend that i had just one day was talking about my blog posting my blog and they're like hey a great name for your blog would have been Mark my words and i was like oh why didn't i think of that i know i've told that story a lot on this show but uh it's great yeah it's i i wound up remembering it and i've taken it and i've Put it hopefully to good use. So, um, yes, thank you for sharing all that and thank you for taking time out of your day to talk. I thought this was an awesome conversation. We dug into some topics that I personally love to talk about. I'm not a therapist or anything like that, I just go on my life experiences, but I love having deep conversations about how you navigate life and how you get over obstacles and how you deal with your life yourself. And this was so much fun. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you you so much for
1: having me. I feel honored to be on your show and I think you're doing wonderful things. Well, I
0: appreciate that. And I feel at this point, like we've pretty much run out of time. I could probably talk for another hour or two, but I'm going to let us get back to life. And I am going to say one more time, thank you to Kathleen Clinton of Quintessential Coaching. She is a life coach. She is an author. Go check her out. Go work with her. Go find her on social media. And I am Mark Schmidt, you have just listened to Mark My Words, and you, if you're listening to this show, you know you can find me on LinkedIn, I love coaching, or uh, talking about, I've got coaching on the brain here. I love talking about uh, careers and all that kind of stuff, and posting about uh, entrepreneurship, you can also find me on Instagram at Mark My Words 6. You can come find me at my normal handles on social media, usually like Nimrod79, Nimrod1979. I'm a huge Green Day fan. I was born in 79, so you can put that together. And that is our episode of Mark My Words. So, Kathleen, thank you very much again. I'm Mark Schmidt, and I will be back soon with another great guest and another good episode. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to listen to Mark My Words. If you would like to connect with me beyond the show, you can find me on LinkedIn at Mark Schmidt, where I will be talking about entrepreneurship, careers, and anything else that is on my mind. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Nimrod1979 and Nimrod79, respectively. This podcast also has a page on Instagram at MarkMyWords. And finally, if you want to leave me a voicemail or check out what I'm up to with the podcast, come find me at podpage.com slash mark dash my dash words. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back with a new episode soon. Bye for now.